the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. We also going to open up the lines if you want to call in. There's no dumb questions. 210 340 9585. And let's take it to the Lord on this show, oh Lord. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for every day. Thank you for the listeners. Bless them. Lead them. Guide them. Give them common sense. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. Give them the opportunity to serve you, know you, love you. But make better decisions. Make better decisions on our transportation, that they may grow and learn and understand what's going on, and that they will trust in you and turn it over to you. I give you the praise and the glory for this day and every day. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I texted out this morning expectations i love teaching on expectations i used to in my bible study i used to bring it up all the time expectations what we expect out of people i ran into a situation this week that kind of bothered me and the more i thought about it the more i examine it you know it gets to the point do we trust anybody I know it took a while for my listeners to trust me, um, but it's hard to explain how you can trust somebody and know somebody for a long time in the car business. That's what I'm talking about, in the car business. This man in the business, he sells to church members. And I've uh, the last three units I've bought from him haven't been right. Well, he had another unit that was sitting on a church parking lot and having his daughter-in-law represent it, and it was exactly what I needed. I'm very productive. I want to save time. I want to save money. I want to. I work. I don't ask anybody to do anything I won't do myself. And so when I'm out buying a car and I've got an opportunity to be driving something that saves gas and time, I can bring it back right then right after I buy it. And I buy lots of tow bar vehicles. And that's the stuff you see behind motorhomes or whatever. And usually it's Toyota pickups or small cars. You know, what you see out on the uh, highways is illegal. Let me tell you, it's not right. Um... Legally, you're supposed to tow something smaller and lighter than your car. And so a lot of people don't understand that. And we see Mexico running up and down the highways, pulling with a small car. And the other day I saw three or four units behind. It was unbelievable. It looked like a train. looked like a snake going down the train. Well, this Toyota that I saw on this church parking lot being sold by a lady who I find out is her father-in-law, and this truck's a nice truck, and it fits my situation. But, but, the miles wasn't right. And the, so I get the dealer on the phone who travels give, spreading the gospel, which we love him for that, spreading the gospel around. But when he comes home, he gets his church members, he sells to his church members. Now, how can a Christian man use his daughter-in-law to sell a vehicle that the miles are a lot higher than what he's represented? Did he turn off that conscious button or what? 
I expected this man to do an outstanding job and be with good character and his word to be good. And then first off, he tells me he bought it in Florida and shipped it in. And then when we see the title, he bought it at a Texas auction. He knows the miles are not right, but does it matter to him? He He's hiding behind his daughter-in-law, trying to sell a unit to make money on. I mean, I would still buy the unit with a lot of miles because it would fit my situation, but I don't want to buy it for that figure. He's selling it at a low-mileage figure when the unit's high-mileage. And I mean, it's not a Carfax mistake, and we may talk about Carfaxes a little later today if we have the time. It's not a Carfax mistake. It's a mis- it's a it's a lie. He knows the difference. He knows it's a federal law. He knows that he can be in trouble, and he's hiding behind his daughter. I lost. You know, do you, do you lose trust? What man makes breaks, and man's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And that's why I tell so many people to check out a vehicle that they're buying from me. If a dealer don't want you to check one out, something's not right. I guarantee you. So a person should bring in a mechanic or take it a mechanic and, and get a second opinion. If I look at one, I look at it I look at it harder for me to buy from somebody else than to I buy to, to resell because I know I'm accountable to them, I'm responsible to them. But one man makes breaks. I understand that that deal. And we lose value. It is a all-in-out battle, pure battle on these vehicles. You know, uh, I was reading this morning in the Hebrews about Esau. Esau, at the height of the moment, starving, he thought, wasn't going to live much longer, sold his birthrights, uh, the eldest birthrights that he owned for a bowl of beans or chili or stew or something, whatever. But that moment cost him in the long run. Have you ever got excited about a vehicle, transportation, and so excited that you signed your life away for four, five, six, seven years? Is money more important to the dealer than good relationships? This is backing up to the dealer on the Toyota pickup that I wanted to buy. Is doing business with me from now on more important than selling one unit that he's probably making a lot of money on? I guarantee the auction represented it with right miles. He's represented it with wrong miles. Is money more important in a relationship? Being able to do business with me, he sold me a lot of units, and I'm gonna tell you, I've had, I've had to rebuild one of them, that was a lot of problems, and he knew that. And another one, the motor went out, and it got blessed by the good Lord saved me on that unit. Third one had a lot of problems. I guess I, I guess I trust him too much, too much to a point. And here's a good guy. Here's a man of God. And if you can't even trust him, who do we trust? Pure amazing what's going on in the car business today. Money has captured the whole business. Money is their God. Not doing really. I did some deals last week to help people out. And the people know, and the people are out there that I helped them get a vehicle and did it right, and and they know exactly what I made, and they know exactly how it went down. Transparency. You know, I mean, we want our politicians to be transparent, and they're not. And we want our salesperson who says, Who do you love? Yeah, don't you just love me? Yeah, well, you're, you're burying me. You're putting add-ons. I mean... I've been talking to lots of dealerships lately, and it's it's a battle. 
and it's a battle to make money. And they're looking for every avenue, every way, every possibility to make as much money as they can. And they're getting ruthless. They're doing whatever it takes, and they've got to, to please the, the guy up on top, the owner, and then the managers. And then it filtrates down. Like I've told you before, these people hire anybody they can so they'll sell their friends or relatives, everybody they know, and then they kick them to the street. But here's a person that I really trusted, and it, it, I had a big disappointment. I had a letdown. I had to think about who do I trust anymore? Can I take somebody's word or not? And and here's a man I've trusted and I'm known for 15 years. And I've done business over the years with him. And I, now, I, now I know that I need to double-check everything. That's what you need to do. Our, our world has got upside down. Money's become our God. Our opinion has become our God. If you don't like my opinion, I hate you. I'm going to call you names. If you don't like that I'm, a, I'm an independent, I'm, you know, I talk about politics some other time, but I'm an independent. You know, uh, I was disappointed that Nicola Hood didn't get voted in. I sure don't want Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, let me get just a little point here. If you read about George Soros, and the reason I read about George Soros is that I watch uh, Jimmy Rogers, who's a investor, was on CNBC 20-something years ago, but they didn't like what he was saying because he wasn't a communist like the, like the business people on CNBC. And so I've learned about Jimmy Rogers, but right learning from him and reading about him, I found George Soros. And then I read where this was 10 years ago that uh, he no longer talked to George Soros for 30 years because he figured out he was a communist and, uh, and Jimmy Rogers is not. If you read about George Soros, you'll see his policies are just like Obama's. He was the real president. Obama followed his. I guarantee you he told him what to do. But here's a man that's Jewish and hates Jews. Here's a man that lives in America, hates Americans, married an American woman, had children. I think he's divorced again. But here's a man that wants to cause evil to the country he hates, and that's the United States. And he lives here in New York. So we we want our opinions out there. But if somebody doesn't agree with your opinion, don't call them names. Don't get offended. We've become a country that looks for a reason to get offended, looks for a reason to get mad. And then the big secret, which is my next book, the big secret is we cover up the car business. We cover up being buried. We cover up what happens to us. And we try to convince ourselves we still love that vehicle, and we don't. We still making those payments, and it's okay. It's a way of life. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. My decision with this dealer, I'm going to double-check him. You know, he's a, he's a child of God. He does well for, for the Lord. But I need to double-check him. Make sure that he's not lying. And so, very disappointed that he's going to use his daughter-in-law to sell it on a church parking lot. Well, how much better can you be? I bought it off the church parking lot. Yeah, well, I got news for you. The only card I carry to church is a card about my radio show, getting people to get educated, learn, and grow and understand. I've never carried my business card in 23 years at Cornerstone Church. I'll give you my phone number, but you're going to have to ask for it. I don't run around giving it away, but I do have it on my radio card. And that's that's the do we look in church for business? There's a lot of people that do. A lot of people that work the church members for business. Years ago, I knew a guy in the car business. And he would go from church to church finding people investing in the car business with him. And after he got all their money off and he couldn't find anybody else in that church, he'd be in a different church. And that went on for 20 years. You know, did he have an on and off button? 
on his conscience? You know, that's what I'm studying so hard is do we have an on and off button with, our, with the Holy Spirit and, the, and our conscience? You know, I, I want to be my best at all times, but I'm still not perfect. I still stumble. I still fall. I still get depressed, And which happened last week. I mean, I, I was down about this situation. Here I think I know somebody, but I felt not offended but sorry for his daughter-in-law. I felt sorry for him. Because he knows the truth, he knows the difference, but he does differ. Now, how many other salespeople are out there that got the fish on the car? Hey, show up at church. Hallelujah, brother. I love you. I'll take care of you. If you ever need a vehicle, come on over here and I'll take care of you. You know, shop price, shop situations, shop F&I. I'm getting so many calls from you listeners. Thank you, please. And if you've called me, my mobile number, and I'll give it again a little later in the show, 830-708-4789. And you can give us a call here. If love to listen to you. I, I love answering questions. Uh, Carlos has called, and he, and he has people, and he asks questions. And you think you're the only one that's got that question when there's thousands of people got the same question out there. And so many people are jumping up and running out with their income tax money and dumping it. A friend of mine bought a truck, gave uh, $12,000, and I sell to the dealer that he bought it from. And this guy, I know him well. I've sold him for years. He didn't give more than $4,000 for it. So my friend just let him make $8,000 and 26.78% interest. And I don't think that truck's going to last the note. So get get some common sense. Pray about it. Study about it. Look. Work your magic. Your magic is the Holy Spirit. That's what's magic in us. Hey, wasn't it magical when you didn't have it, and all of a sudden you accepted Jesus Christ, and the magic came in? Your seemed like we turned up our conscience a little bit. In my case from off to on, did that change? And did the Holy Spirit start revealing things to you? Did your eyes open and you see so much? If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, the Lord will open your eyes and let you see what's going on in the world, going on in your life and going on in your business. And that's the key. You know, I, I've... I was struggling all my life till I accepted, and that was 23 years ago. I know. I know the difference it's made in me. But I know that the ministry that I'm working on right now is a ministry to give back. How many people are giving back? Or is the almighty dollar your God? Is your opinion your God? Is your, you're the only one on earth? Sometimes I feel that way when I'm driving down the street. People, I mean... I've I've seen some drivers lately. I saw a maroon Ford truck that was running people off the road. We're talking about eight fifteen in the morning. Did he was he late for work? It didn't look like he was one of those kind of people. But I mean, he almost run ever. We were on his road. Saw a motorcycle uh, rider give a little lady that's running. We're all running on I-35, 75 miles an hour to stay up with traffic. This motorcycle rider gives her one-finger salute as he goes by this lady who's in the left-hand lane, and she's running 75, and he's mad, He's a, and he's throwing a fit, and he's running now 85, 90 miles an hour down the road. Do we care enough about other people not to run them off the road? Not to act like a crazy person. You know, when you're out in a rage and you're angry, everybody sees it. And you think that nobody sees it. Nobody understands it. Same way in the car business. When you're laying somebody away, it's sure fine now. But about the first monthly payment that they've got to make, and then they look at that payment book and it's about an inch and a half thick, do they come out from under the ether? Do they come alive? Do they understand, really? Oh, Lord, please let this car last to the last payment. I want it. You know, used to, we wanted to have value after that last payment. 
Now people are praying that they make it to the last payment. And millenniums don't care about owning anything. You know, the older I get, and Jesus changed my attitude, I don't have to have the biggest and the best of everything. I'm not out running. I pulled up to a good old friend of mine, and I gave his son a, uh, he'd never hit, been to a driving range and never hit a golf ball. And I've got a great system for beginners. And so I took him and we worked on him and we got him hitting the ball good. And so I dropped him off at the house and he looked at me and he said, what are you driving? I said, oh, three grand marquee. He said, you are? Why? I said, well, it, right now it's showing get 23 miles to gallon. I'll put, you know, f- I can put 400 miles on it and put you know, 17, 18 gallons of gas. I like that. Number two, nobody's going to steal it. Number three, I pull up to a stoplight, and if I feel like giving the person that's begging for money some money, but they don't attack me because I'm driving an 03 Grand Marquis. I'm one of those people that when I pull up to a stoplight and I pray, Lord, should I give or not? And if he tells me to give, I give. If he tells me not, I don't. But they don't come running this old Grand Marquis. He said, well, I need one of these. He said, I'm tired of driving my truck. I want it to last longer. Uh, It doesn't get good fuel mileage. He said, that makes sense. You know, if you really look at something, material things don't last. Material things don't matter. How long do you want to show it off? How long do you want to boast about it? How long do you want to lie about it? Man, this is the best, finest car I ever owned in my life. And the payments keep coming and coming and coming every 30 days. Just like I told you before, man, I had a buddy of mine. I said, man, can you afford that truck and them payments? He said, man. He said, the payment's not so bad, but they come every 30 days. Do you ever feel that way? Every 30 days. I can handle the payment. But I want to make it about every two or three months, not every 30 days. Well, I I see this constantly. I'm seeing so many people that are strapped so hard. Buying a lot of cars from you listeners, thank you. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the process or call me on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Go out there and look at that car like you're buying it. Seeing what needs to be fixed, because I'll fix it. You don't have to fix it. I bought one with a bad motor. Uh, off a Ford dealer last week. I'm about to put a motor in it. It's a 14 Explorer. I'm about to get it and get it going. Uh, Bought one with a bad transmission. Bought a truck with a bad transmission. Bought a wreck car. So I'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Cargo vans, 15 passenger vans. If you got a hotel, daycare, something. If you need low mileage, 15 passenger vans. I've got some at a great savings. And then I want to buy yours. I want to buy your cargo van. I want to buy your 15 passenger van. I want to buy old trucks. I had a lady call me. Uh, her husband bought a Jeep. She wants to buy a 70s, early 70s Ford truck. If you got one of them, I'm out of those. I had an 81 I sold and a 71 I sold, uh, 66. And so then I got called on a Model A Coupe, Ford Coupe, that I'm supposed to look at. Uh, So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. You've got something that's worth something. Gentleman pulls up yesterday. He said, man, I just spent 400 on my truck. I know it's not worth 400. I said, bud, your truck's worth 10,000 to 1,200. Don't get down on it. He said, well, I'm going to drive it because I won't get that $400 worth out of it. I said, good, because when you get the $400 worth out of it, still got value. Don't let somebody else. The lady called on the station the other day on another station. She thought her car was worth nothing. Dealers want to make money on your trades. Keep that in mind. That's why so many people are coming to me. Also, if you want a brand new Ford, Chevrolet, Lincoln, Cadillac, Dodge, Jeep, I get it delivered to your door. You don't even have to leave your house. Had a bunch of them delivered the last couple of weeks. Had a gentleman trade one in at a Chevrolet store that we got it a great deal for him. And he brought me his trade. Traded it in, saved the tax money. You want that tax money. You're supposed to. You paid on it. And then brought me the vehicle. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We'll be back in a moment. Call your friends, call your neighbors, text them, tell them, hey, tune in to Randy Adams. He's got more information coming right after the break. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Michael, for letting me on this station. It's a miracle. 
But you know what? When it's God's way, He'll make a way. And it's His way. God bless you. Be right back. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is an auto dealership where you can buy from a dealer that truly cares most about your complete satisfaction before and after the sale. North Park Toyota of San Antonio is the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's most exclusive and prestigious award, the President's Cabinet Award for 2013, 2014, and now 2015. This award recognizes operational superiority, high-volume sales, and most importantly, outstanding customer satisfaction. At North Park Toyota of San Antonio, we feature hassle-free, no games, no gimmicks, posted pricing every day on every vehicle. We don't mark them up just to mark them down. Every new Toyota comes with complimentary Toyota care, two years or 25,000 miles of no-charge maintenance with a complimentary car wash. And we will buy your car even if you don't buy ours. Appraisal purchase offer valid for 10 days from the date of appraisal. North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South, exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Thank you, San Antonio. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a great, great day. I hope if you've got your income tax check that's come in, don't get excited. There's 500 people out there that'll finance you. But work a deal. Work the car. Make sure they don't. See, dealers are now selling. I got one dealer that was selling 10 cars a day. Well, he's getting real low. Now he's slamming people into something they don't intend to buy because he don't want to miss no deals. He wants everybody can. He wants all that down payment. He puts GPSs on them. You know, he'll know what side of the garage. We can't go in the garage, but he'll know what side of the garage you're parked on. So he'll pick it up. He's not worried about losing it. Anybody's got any kind of questions like to talk about anything, 210? 340-9585. The number's 210-340-9585. Give us a call. Love to talk to you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It doesn't matter. Like I said, there's so many people. They said, man, Carlos asked a lot of the good questions, and thank you. Thank you for Carlos for asking those right questions. We needed them. Everybody needs them. Um, There's so many. There's a million different questions in the car business and you it has to fit your budget what you need your family needs i mean there's so many different that's why they make so many different cars but quality of cars are not quite what they used to be years ago and that's why we did but see that's the key that's why i like to bring up things like you're the reflection of the voice you're listening to who are you listening to are you listening to yourself, self? Are you looking, listening to Satan? Are you listening to the ads? These ads on on the on radio and on TV, they'll say anything in the world to get you inside the door. They'll promise you anything to get you inside the door. And I've talked to so many people who have cash, and nobody wants to talk to them because they can't make as much money on you. They'll find you'll finally find a place that'll say you one. And if the dealerships I deal with, the dealerships that I recommend, the dealerships I work with, they love cash. They'll take it and sell it. So many dealerships now have to have so many numbers to get the big bonus money back from dealership. I was talking to a guy that used to work for a dealership, and he told me they got two and three hundred thousand back for selling a stair step so many units. At the end of the month. So if they make, you know, whatever they make, and then they get this big bonus coming back from the manufacturers. So you, you've got to be ready on that situation. But, and, and the reason I say is that they'll, they'll finally make a deal on you to get the numbers up. That's, that's what they want. That's what they key. They want the numbers up to get the big bonus from the factories. So you might be buying the right car at the right time. And most of these bonuses, honestly, is the last five days of the month. Because if they've got a bad month, they're not going to give any special deals or any great deals to anybody. 
unless it'll help them go the stair step, go the next level, get that big bonus money coming back. But, of course, here's the thing that's, that's sad is that the bonus money doesn't affect the, the salespeople. The managers and the owners collect that money, not the, not the salespeople. The salespeople do most of the work. They do the dirty work for sure because they, the, their, their reflection of how they sell comes from who they listening to. And who do they listen to? Yeah, they listen to their managers. That's a reflection of these dealerships. How they say, what they say, how they present themselves comes from the dealerships. And we've got, is that uh, Helen? We have Helen on line one. Hello, Helen. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Thank you for calling. Well, my question is, I have a um, Toyota Highlander. Yes, ma'am. And um, it does not have the floorboard, the, the, the uh, you know, for you to stand up before you get into the car. Oh, the steps. And the steps, uh-huh. And so when we checked with them, they said they don't make them anymore for the, that, because it's old, it's like a... Go to Amazon. Amazon? Mm-hmm. Oh. Amazon may have it. Uh, rockauto.com may have it. Let me write rockauto.com. But Amazon okay. may have it. Uh, they have all kinds of stuff that, that might fit. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's first Amazon's first place I'd look. Okay. All right. And, and, then, the and, and then anywhere on eBay may even have that situation. You never know. Okay. All righty. Never thought about that. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. There's any kind of question, it doesn't matter to me. Some, Most of them I can answer. Not all of them, but most of them I can answer, and I want to answer them for you. So, you know, go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process describing your car. Know what it's worth. Uh I've had so many people that the dealerships hit them two and three and four thousand less than what their vehicle's worth, and I buy it, help them get a new one, and I get the trade in, and that's what, you know, just like the other day when I when I've got a, a Tahoe traded in at one of my dealerships, we got them the best price number one, and it wasn't a battle in the F and I department like some of them, and. You know, I gave the money for the trade-in. They were happy. It was a great deal for them. And I don't get any money from the dealership. I, I, I get the trades. And uh, so they call that a bird dog fee. It's kind of illegal in some places and, and how it's done and how it's presented. So you got to watch out for that situation. So that's why when I hook you up with one of my dealers, I don't get that kickback on there. I'm not making any money for you to buy a new one. That's another reason is because it's so competitive right now. A person gets online, they can shop, shop, shop for the best price. Do not tell them you're paying cash because they won't like you. Just tell them you got a big down payment. I mean, a big, a huge one. Is that what Trump would say? Huge down payment. Well, I've just got a big down payment. And and that way they'll think, hey, we got him. To, we, he'll finance. He'll finance. And then they'll be willing to work with you. But if there's no financing availability, they don't like that. They want to make that extra money. Remember indirect lending. I explained that to you, how all these credit unions love indirect lending. They loaned it out at cheap rate, and the dealers make more money on the interest than the, the credit union. Of course, my opinion of the credit union on that, you don't care if your customer is buried or gets buried. You don't care for their well-being. You know, if I was a credit union, especially if you don't do indirect lending, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Prove to the community, sponsor one of my shows, prove to the community that you want them to do the best, be at their best, buy things at the best. Like I told you before, when a car salesman goes to buy anything, they want to use their authority. They want to know exactly who they're dealing with. They want the best person. Most of the time, they want the owner. Well, you're not going to deal with the owner at these new car dealerships. They want to deal with the owner. They want the best price, the best deal. They want the best extended warranty that's free. They want everything their way. But they don't want an even playing field when it comes to you purchasing a vehicle. 
They look at it differently. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. Hey, and if you don't have a car payment, start making a car payment to yourself. Put it in a separate bank account. Don't touch it. Let it grow. Let it build. Use it for emergency. But if if it gets up big enough, next car you buy, pay cash. Do your homework. A little work saves a little money. A lot of work saves a lot of money. But describe your car to me. Let me make you an offer on it so you know where you stand. You can sell it on your own. Sell it to me. Trade it in. Say, hey, you know, I want I want Randy Adams to have it. That's what happened the other day on another vehicle. Dealership that I don't normally do a whole lot of business with. People said, hey, they, they hit them at, at $9,000. I gave $12,000 for it. They hit them at $9,000. Well, then the dealership wanted to match me, and they said, no. We wanted to go Randy Adams. And that's the key. You know, if they want to lie to you about your trade, then all of a sudden they want to give enough. Will they lie to you about anything else? Oh, that's all the money they told them. $9,000, you are getting all the money. That's a great, great deal. But it wasn't all the money. Go to the other side of learntobuyandsellcars.com. First off, go to ftc.gov. Tell your children, tell your friends, tell everybody. Go to FTC. See what your credit score is. Know exactly what it is. And if it needs cleaning up, look at it real good. If it needs cleaning up, I've got uh, Kendall in Corpus that can do it with you here in San Antonio or the area. He can help. He used to work for Dave Ramsey. He can help you clean up your credit and get it where it needs to be and save you a lot of money on interest. So after you've got it credit cleaned up, go talk to a bank credit union. Get it done now. Don't let the dealer make 2 to 10% on you. Extra. That's extra. That's on top of what it. You got bought at a credit union, and then the dealership goes on. A lot of these dealerships around this town make their money on finance. They finance everybody, and they make it so easy, so quick, that you don't ask about the interest rate. And I see so many people that deserve 1.9% interest. 2.9% interest, paying 8 9 10% interest. Why? Because they do not ask. i got a dealership I sell to, and he said in the last four years they had two people ask what their interest rate is. And this guy adds 10% to everything he's got bought. That's the minimum. And he says sometimes I, I charge 15 17% extra. He's getting the money at 3% from from the bank, and then they just add 10 to 15, 17% interest. And the people never ask. Now, how crazy is that? They never ask? You're you're giving your hard-earned money away when you shouldn't be, and you never ask? What kind of world are we living in that we don't look at our finances? And then we don't have, you know, I heard a figure the other day that, only a small percentage of baby boomers have 10000 or more in their savings account. That's ridiculous. we got a plan for the future. We can't waste it all on, on vehicles. We, we've got to be ready in our later years. I love working. But, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I want to work. I don't want to retire. I want to give back. This is my ministry. And I want to teach and stay on top of it and stay abrupt. We're going to see a tremendous amount of change in the car business in the next two or three years. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to, you're going to see every, all, all the dirty tricks, the advertising. I mean, I was coming out of Austin the other day, and I couldn't believe I was on the Austin station. All the gimmicks up there. Man, they, they'll tell you anything to get you in the door. They'll lie to you when the truth's easier. To get you in that door to put you together. They Hey, that's the key. Get you in that door so they can sign you up. So after you've got talk to your bank, talk to your credit union, do your homework. Go to mechanic, talk to your mechanic. A friend of mine bought a Maserati, a used one, against my wishes. 
I said, you got a Maserati mechanic? They got one at the Maserati store. I said, have you checked the hourly rate? No. Have you checked and see what problems those cars have? No. I said, so you just, he said, well, I got in there, and it's so pretty, and they gave me such a great deal. I hated to bust his bubble, but he told me what he gave for it, and I just have to have my phone with me. I said, Bubba, let's take a look. So we pulled up what the auction report is, what dealers are paying for Maseratis this year, that style, that miles and all. And that great deal, dealership made about $12,000 on him over the wholesale market. So I busted his bubble. He wasn't quite so excited. I said, now I go to research and find out what goes wrong so you can figure out what you're going to have to work on, be prepared, and start saving some money because they got some issues. Start saving some money to make those repairs. Well, I'm going to buy me extended warranty. I said, I'm not sure you can afford extended warranty on a Maserati. I said, they take hair hide and all. So... Study it. Talk to your mechanic. Talk to his body shop. Talk to people. Talk to parts houses. Go online. Research it and research it hard to know exactly what you're getting into. I mean, look at the game plan of these football teams, basketball teams, how they scout these other games, these other people. And they're prepared. Car dealers are more prepared than football people. Hey, they want all the information. New deal with AutoTrader. Ready for this? When you go on my on anybody's AutoTrader website looking at one of their cars, they're going to send you an email from that dealership. They're going to track you. They're going to tell them when you go into some other dealership so they can call you or email you again. Hey, they're spending all kinds of money to get ever available customer. They're training their service people to ask the right questions. When are you ready to trade? You know, you're going to spend a lot of money on this car. It's getting that. I talked to a gentleman yesterday that runs a big concrete uh, company. Great guy. He says, I get rid of my units at 80,000 miles. I don't want them past that. He said, things start to break. I said, not really. I mean, for the cost of what you traded in. And he waited to 145,000 miles the last time. I said, well, if you're going to make a better choice, do it at 88,000 miles. Why 88? I said, because between 88 and 90 is the big hit. One of the radio stations that I'm on, one of the account managers wants to sell a car. And so they call me about it, and it's a Lexus. And so it's got 97,000 miles on it. I made an offer. They didn't like it. They said, you're too low. I said, well, I got proof on my phone what they're selling for at the auctions with those kind of miles. I said, but if you would have called me at 87, 88,000 miles, I'd have given 2,500 more. It hit that big a hit. So you need to know what mileage affects what. I'm probably going to put a table on my website to show people. Now, if you're going to keep a car to 150,000 miles, that's fine. But if you're going to trade it at 120, 130, you need to reevaluate. See if the car is going to lose a lot of value or a little value. If I sell it at 87, 88, I'll get a lot more money than I will at 110 or 100 or 97 on a luxury car. And the guy just can't believe. He thought his car was worth twenty. He gave forty new. He thought it'd be worth twenty because it's halfway. Of, well, it don't quite work that way. And high dollar luxury cars cost more to work on, more to keep up, more insurance. Check your insurance man when you're looking for a vehicle. Find out if that unit is, you know. A high theft unit that you got to pay more insurance, or if it's got some issues for more insurance, insurance people can tell you about that. That's about all they're going to do. They're going to price it to you, smile at you, and say, "I love you. Give me the money." And when you when you got a problem, uh, they're going to turn it over to somebody else. They don't handle no problems. You know, I told a friend of mine. He said, "My son wants to after he gets out of he's getting out of college." He's trying to figure out what he, I said, become an insurance salesperson. He said, what? I said, yeah. 
How said they collect the money and do nothing? He said, my insurance agent like it's not like that. I said, you ever had an accident? He said, yeah. I said, did he go to bat for you? No. Did he tell you had to, you had uh, diminished value? No. Did he work with you and make sure you got settled right? No. So he collected the money and didn't do nothing. I said, if in other states your agent pays you off and he goes after the other insurance agencies, but not in good old Texas, good old boy Texas, we don't care. We elect us, elect us, and we're going to let the insurance companies beat you up. Don't you just love us? We're going to promise you the world when it's come election time. But, you know, I'm going to take care of the insurance uh, industry. I'm going to let them sell you a policy, collect the money, you have an accident, turn it over to a claims adjuster, and let you battle with that other insurance company that hits you. And I'm going to tell you, you don't have diminished value coming when you do. That's happened a bunch, folks. you got diminished value if it's not your fault. You've lost value in that vehicle. Lady I, I know that brought me a Cadillac six months ago, she bought one, 4,000-mile car, bought it off the Cadillac store, you know, one of those demos and supposed to have been a great deal, and it's already a year old and this, that, and the other. Somebody hit her in the rear. wasn't her fault. Diminished value. But the company that hit her told her she didn't have it coming. But she'd been listening to my show, and she went to battling on it big time. And so I told her the easiest way to do that. But here's an insurance company tells you no. Well, her own insurance company told her she didn't have it coming. Now, what kind of agent would sell a person a policy and not tell them the truth? Have we got to everything is okay to lie? Is it okay to tell them whatever you want to do so you don't have to do nothing? I mean... Was that insurance agent scared that if, you know, he told her that diminished value, that maybe somebody will tell them? I mean, these companies make plenty of money. You think billionaires get in the insurance business because there's no money in it? Warren Buffett owns the Geico. I mean, George Soros, who's evil, I'll tell you, if you read about him and learn about him, he's evil. And he, he's hey, and he's putting money in on the district attorney Gonzalez. So you do what you want to. I'm not voting for Gonzalez. I'm gonna tell you, I'd vote for a dog, um, any kind of dog, before I'd vote for him. So George Soros owns billion dollar companies, but they train the account managers to to beat you up. I've had to go to work on some of these insurance companies. And I love these claims adjusters because they know it all until they get a hold of me. Then I have to straighten them out, and I have to beat them up a little bit. But it costs a lot of time and a lot of effort. Instead of our legislature, hey, you want to do something right for the voters? Let's get this change where the insurance companies have to pay their customers, and they go after the other insurance companies. Let's fix them. I'm a fixer. I've been a director of the Used Car Dealer Association. I was one for 40 years. I can fix the car business, but nobody wants to listen. The auctions are all love me. They love my ideas. I can fix a lot about the car business, but nobody wants to do that. Oh, no, I can get the state to make a lot of money. And I don't understand why we charge you tax on a vehicle you bought today and you had to pay for all year for that dealership to own that car. Oh, that ain't right. I mean, they're not paying their inventory tax. You are. But it's okay. Ann Richards, remember Ann Richards? She was going to fix it all. All she did was get a big donation from the car dealers, and she put this deal together, and it cost the public. See, common sense. Nobody wants to bring that up. It's been going on for 20-something years. What's right or wrong? Do we care what's right or wrong? Is it right? Does our conscience bother us? Does the Holy Spirit, do you cut it off and you only want it on Sunday? Car dealers, and some of them don't want it on Sunday because they're in there hustling the, the members of the church. Come on, Bubba, when you're ready for a car, come see me. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, I'm the best. I'm man of God. But I tell you what, I may lie a little bit. A little lie? I'm going to tell you something. Carfaxes. 
There's dealers buying cars with bad Carfax, buying them cheap, selling them and not showing you a Carfax, but charging you retail. Is that right? Oh, no, I don't do Carfaxes. Well, you do when you're at the auction buying them. It's all right for you to do it, but you don't want to tell your customer what's right or wrong. I know a man that goes to the auction and searches for cars that have been in an accident with bad Carfax because they're two, 3000 cheaper. And then he puts them on a lot, and he tries to make six, 7000 on a used car. But he don't show, I don't do Carfaxes. That don't mean nothing. You know, here's the car. I think it's a good one. I don't think it's ever been hit. I've never done the body work. No, it got hit before you got it. And then you want to treat a customer that way? But you wouldn't want to be treated that way. This guy, he is so demanding, and he'd sue you over a drop of a hat if you lied to him. But he lies to his customers, and that's all right. What's fair? What's right? What's correct? Good Lord, you know, have we lost the desire to be the best we can be? Have we lost the desire between right and wrong? Have we thrown the Ten Commandments out of everything? I pray every day that the Lord blesses our country, that we turn from our sins and turn back to Him, quit aborting babies, put the Ten Commandments and prayers back in churches, schools, everywhere, because we need them back here. God bless you. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Call me, 830-708-4789. I love you, San Antonio. I love you, Texas. God bless every listener out there to grow, learn, and be blessed, highly favored. God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.